Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of If We Can Just Say. Hope you guys are doing well out there. I'm Jessica Carter-Ogle, your host as always. I'm tired. <laughs> and with me is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hey everybody. So I'm coming, like this is my fifth day in a row off and I feel as though I've been just moving nonstop for those five days since they were over a holiday. Like... I'm exhausted, and I'm dreading going back to work tomorrow. I, I dread every Monday going back to work. I hate I hate Mondays. I hate Mondays with a passion. So, But yesterday, I thought it was Sunday, so yeah. yay, today is Sunday. And it's still early, so I can still <laughs> relax for the rest of the day, but I just, I'm like, wow, I had five days off, and it doesn't feel like it. So it is Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so we did just have our Thanksgiving. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I got up at normal time on Wednesday because I went to do prep with my mom. So I got over my parents at about 8.30 and we prepped like all of the casserole heavy dishes for Thanksgiving and... And the turkey. How, how was oh it with the... Gosh. How about that turkey? So we... Well, my parents wanted to get a smaller turkey this year because there's <laughs> only five of us and it's like, how much turkey can you eat? And I don't even really like turkey. Definitely not leftover, but like I don't eat that much during Thanksgiving. So my parents are like, all right, we'll just get a small turkey. My mom's like, we found an eight and a half pound turkey. It's going to be great. It's awesome. I'm like, cool. So every year I am the one that cleans out the turkey. I clean it out, pull out the neck, the gizzard, all that nonsense. And I name it and do all this stuff. So I open the turkey and I'm looking at it and I'm like, where's, where's the stuff? Like I pulled out like a packet to make gravy, threw that away. And I'm like, where's the neck? Where's, where is everything? I'm looking at my mom. I'm like, am I losing my mind? Where, where's the freaking legs? What's going on? And my mom's like, oh my God, did we just get a turkey breast? And I'm like opening the garbage to look at the label. And it's like fresh, young turkey breast, eight and a half pounds. I was like, yes, you did. <laughs> so we just had a giant tit for Thanksgiving. <laughs> giant turkey bazoombas. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. I was cracking up. But ironically enough, they had talked about just getting a turkey breast because no one really eats dark meat except for like Steven. Yeah, I, I don't understand. And he doesn't care. I don't understand people's problem. The white meat is always too dry. The dark meat is. There was savory. some dark meat on there. Did you eat it? Yeah. Yeah, but there know. wasn't much. It, it was, was just funny. It was so, disappointing. There wasn't much. And I made my pecan pie like I told you guys I was going to. Oh, boy. And let me tell you, I mean, I outdid myself. I don't, I don't think you could pack any more pecans into that mm -mm. pie if you even tried. But in a good way. Yeah. Like, I wish there was another one. I could go for another piece of it. Like, if it, like the only way I could compare it is... Is if you were to buy a bag of chips back in the eighties, the bag of chips would be all the way creamed to the top. Full. Actually full all the way to the top, not half full of air. Like yeah. that's what the pecan pie was. It was it was stuffed to the gills. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Yeah, I made pecan pie, pumpkin pie. We made little rice crispy treats, dyed orange in the shape of pumpkins, um, <laughs> jello and birthday cake for my mom. But that pecan pie was the best. I got my mom's, like I said, about 8.30. We did all of our stuff, and her and I were done at, like, noon. I don't even know how how it happened, but we were as efficient as we've ever been. It was amazing. But your mom also gets up at 4.30 in the morning and starts. Well, she gets up about 5.30 just because that's her life every day. But she actually didn't have a lot done. She had, like, one thing, like, prepped. That was it. 
So I was, I have no idea how we finished so early, but that was nice. I like was able to get home early. I was able just to sit and hang with my brother for a little bit, got home. And then what did we do that Wednesday night? Biggest bar night of the year. What did we do? Uh, we had some cocktails at the house. I don't think that we even did. And watched did we? Dynamite. Oh, it was Wednesday. Yeah. Well, mm. first we watched a bunch of Friends Thanksgiving episodes. We did. We watched, I think we watched all of the Friends first uh, fa- Thanksgiving episodes. Maybe like without a couple. I haven't watched Friends in, I would say probably a straight up decade. Yeah. If not longer. Yeah, it's been at least. Like I that get long confused for me. as to how old I am. So, like, a decade, when I say that, might cover 20 years because I don't really remember, like, what my age is or how time is relative to that yeah she she, folks she is horrible with this we'll be sitting in line for something she'll be like oh my god we've been in this line for like an hour and i'll be like actually it's been two minutes we when we bought the white castle last week if you guys recall they had us like pull over to the side because we bought a thousand of them (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh how long do you think it's gonna take and steven's like it hasn't taken long like and I'm like, okay, well, do you, like, I just feel like I wish the guy would have given me, like, a time. And I looked at my receipt. It had literally been, like, seven minutes. I thought it had been at least 45. Yeah, she's crazy. And also, we didn't buy 1,000. We bought 60. 60 is a lot. Yeah. 60 <laughs> my, is basically 1,000. My wife has no patience for anybody, including me. And, Especially uh, you. And, uh, you know, she has no patience. And, man, she exaggerates. It's my crazy. My patience is reserved for my four-legged baby. Yeah, she doesn't have patience for her sometimes, neither, boy. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) But anyway, so that was good. It was nice. It was nice to get done early. I know my mom was able to relax a little bit. I was able to relax. Um, Then he watched wrestling. I'm about wrestling out, y'all. I need, like, a break. I spent so much of my life with, like, wrestling, and then I was, like, by myself or with another person who wasn't, like, into it. And I didn't have it. And now Steven is just like, he's too much for me sometimes. I'm like, I can't even with you. I had so, a period where I didn't watch wrestling, but that's because I didn't have cable. I wish I knew him then, folks. We don't have cable. We Darn have, it, all these streaming services. We have Hulu Live. That's pretty much having cable oh these gosh. days. It's better than having cable. I get all the sports channels so I could watch just about any any college game I wanted to watch yesterday. And, and I pay less than what I pay for cable. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. And I get all the wrestling. Well, I'm just happy that I got up early enough and got myself ready enough so I could watch all of America's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which takes place in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. And it was was fantastic. And the weather was really nice on Thanksgiving. It was gorgeous. I wore like um, a three quarter length, like short dress. I didn't even have like tights on or pants or anything. It was so nice. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Thanksgiving was a really nice day, I think. Yeah, Thanksgiving was cool. Uh, we hung, we hung out here in the morning, and then we went to your parents for for the dinner and stuff, and yep. uh, it was good. It, I, I'm glad all five of us were there and got to hang out and have a good time. The, the lion, dinner was good as always. The lions, as always, stuck around long enough to lose. He's. I told him I was like, "Oh, the lions are going to lose," and he's like, "Well, they've run, won the last three games." And I was like, "I don't care what they've done. This is Thanksgiving. The lions are going to lose." Yeah, they they've lost like seventy percent of their Thanksgiving Day games. Yeah. I don't know why the NFL still allows them to play on Thanksgiving. That's an excellent question. I've always wondered that myself. Like they they need to start rotating teams because I'm tired of watching Detroit lose on Thanksgiving yeah. Day. No good. They lose on Thanksgiving Day, and then the Cowboys play, and they most of the time win. And I'm sick of the Cowboys. I've hated them for years. So I don't want to see them either, so I didn't even watch that game. Steven's sick of everybody. Ugh. Present company included. I don't I don't like NFL folks. I'm a college football guy. I cannot yeah. stand NFL. I it's it's insane. I watched I watched a play where a guy got a first down and he turned around and looked at the defender and just pointed at him and was like, Yeah, what's up? 
It didn't even say, yeah, what's up? He just pointed at him and then walked away. And the ref threw a flag and, and called a personal foul for him for him uh, taunting the, the receiver. The, in the, the NFL? Yeah, in the NFL. And I was like, I can't watch this. That's this ridiculous. is absolutely absurd. Literally, all he did was point at him like – like give him I a forgot finger gun. that you guys watched the Lions game, to be honest. Yeah. It's such a non-thing for me. I just yeah. enjoy the hanging out. I think, and like you've talked about before, you know, my dad talking about those who've gone before us and taking a moment for all that and yeah. just enjoying the meal. And we celebrated my mom's birthday, so she got some birthday gifts. And we got her a Yellowstone Dutton Ranch sweatshirt <laughs> that she wore the next day. And my dad sent us a picture. Yeah. So that was really fun. I don't even know how long we are over there, but... We were over there for most of the day. We were over there for, for a few hours, yeah. We try not to be gone longer than six hours any time because of Soph. Yeah. So, you know, we came home, gave her a little bit of turkey. Don't judge us. She enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we watched some New Girl Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah, which I forgot how much I love Nick Miller. They, I forgot they do good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nick Nick Miller is is my favorite. It's Joshua Jackson, and his just uh, the one episode. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Joshua wow, Jackson I knew is Pacey from Dawson's. I knew it was a JJ. Hilarious. Uh, but I just I, I I love the Thanksgiving episode where he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go camping," and then like they get there and and uh, Jess is like, "Where's the food?" And he's like, "We don't need it. We're gonna hunt off the land, just like our forefathers." As and it's I like, watched, "Oh my god, what an insane!" I was person. always a Nick Miller fan, but as I watched those episodes, I was like, "I would have never dated that bozo, never." <laughs> he's my hero. I love. I Nick think Miller. I then went to bed at like I think we went to bed at like nine. I think I was like, "We can watch one more episode," and you're like, "No." Yeah. No, you went to bed. I stayed up and played video games. Yes, I fell asleep. I stayed to up and the played Last of Us. Sounds of a of a massacre. <laughs> Yeah, I'm from play, Last of Us. Still playing Last of Us. I'm almost done. I'm in like the last couple of chapters. Man, that game's so good. The gameplay, the story, love it. Love every bit of it. It's fantastic. Nice. It's been a fun game. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I'm so, you haven't got. That's the funny thing about having five days off. It's like there's so much going on. Like I feel like I haven't really done much. No, I only. That's but, the, that's the only. Or we're used to doing more for like ourselves independently. But when we're off together and there's a holiday and it's like, oh. Yeah. I haven't watched my 911 show in five days, y'all. It's, what are they up to, I wonder? Yeah, and that's <laughs> like that's the only time I played Last of Us the whole yeah. weekend. I haven't got a chance to get back yeah. to it. So it is what it is. But that's yep. life as an adult that's, you know, married with a house and a dog. Yep. So that is what it is. And uh, we move on. We keep figuring it out. Keep on trucking. Right into Black Friday. Yes. I don't even know if I should consider it Black Friday anymore because Black Friday is like just shopping. but And I don't do that anymore, as we've talked about. I'm, you know, I'm to- I'm torn. I think we talked about this a little bit last week with Black Friday, but like yeah. the the Cyber Monday sales, it's Sunday. Cyber Monday sales started on Wednesday. Yeah, it's crazy. It, like I don't even. There's, it, it's just like they start putting out Christmas stuff the day after Halloween. Yeah. Like it, 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 all I the like, marketing stuff drives me insane. We like could there's not no separation. Need anything else? Like we did partake in some of the Black Friday deals and we got yes. a few things. And I'm like, I am done. Like I feel like consumerism took me over i feel like i just bought stuff and i'm like i go through these things where i'm like i'm just sick of stuff i don't want to buy any more stuff let's do something let's have an experience let's do something go somewhere take a hike take a drive like i am sick of all the stuff well we saw that news story on uh yesterday at your at your parents house we saw the news where they were talking about how consumerism in the mall 
they were turning people away at a mall. There was a mall in Illinois they showed a picture of. The lot was completely full, and they had to turn people away because there was not enough parking. I think it, they said that consumerism in the stores went up like 20% this year. Yeah. Which is good for a lot of things, but for me, that's not for me. And there was that a lot. That makes me happy I didn't go out. There was a lot of sales, and with inflation, that helps out. For sure. If you with, can save 70% on something or 50% yeah. during times like this, like I just went to the grocery store yesterday and I'm like, oh, I'm buying my packet of emergency. And I'm like, you're a dollar more than you used to be. I don't get any more emergency packets for this. Like, yeah. I almost can't even pay attention. Nonetheless, we did not go out shopping and since i steven stays up a couple hours later than me i wake up a few hours before him and i'm like jones in to decorate for christmas so that night when we got home from thanksgiving as well we pulled up all of our christmas tubs so everything would be in the dining room ready for me to just do it and i woke up friday morning and i was so excited to start decorating and i just like looked at everything in the dining room and i'm like i don't even know where to put anything what am i gonna do and I just did it one piece at a time, just like Johnny Cash would, <laughs> one piece at a time. And I created a Christmas Wonderland. I literally thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Oh, I think our house looks great. I love yeah, it. It does. It looks wonderful. Every year, uh, so Jess and I have been together since 2019. For you, any of you new, new listeners, uh, we started living together in August of 19. So... Uh, that Christmas, I didn't know what I was getting into with one Jessica Carter at the time. Now mm-hmm. Jessica Carter Ogle, obviously. Uh, but I didn't know what I was getting into with Christmas. And she decorates like a crazy person. Uh, like my mom, which I love my mom, but she's a crazy hey. person with decorations, man. It's insane. Some people on holidays, they don't mess around. And that's her and my mom. They it don't mess around. It looks nice, though. It doesn't look cluttered or anything. But I didn't know what I was getting into. And every year she decorates on Black Friday. We watch some Christmas movies. And uh, I, I'm cool with it, but I'm never ready for it. And this year, especially, I was not ready for it because I'm still drinking light beer. I never got into any fall beer. We're past that. We're into winter beer. I, I'm not drinking any of that. I'm Apparently still drinking he light gauges beer. his feelings by the beer that he's drinking. That's an example. I'm drinking light beer. I still want to have a fire outside and sit outside and not have to be in a co- we winter coat. We could have on Friday, actually. We probably could have. But, like, I don't want to sit outside in a coat and a hat and gloves and everything in front of a fire. So we put all that stuff away. I look at the patio. It's empty. It's depressing. I can't stand it. There's no leaves on the trees. I'm like, I'm not ready for, I'm not ready for this. And then I woke up and pretty much almost everything was done except for the tree, which that's my responsibility is to get the tree put together. Um, and then we do the, the ornaments and stuff and the lights, and then we go outside and do everything outside. I will say this. Doing the outside this year was the best because it was 46 degrees and not a cloud in the last sky year and I sunny. Last year, I couldn't even get the stake in the ground for Santa. It took, like, it yeah. was hard to even do with the rubber mallet. This we year already I could had, just step on it. We already had snow on the ground last year. We did this year, too, but it was gone and warmed up so quick. Yeah, but I'm saying, but, like, we actually had snow on the ground yeah, for Thanksgiving. It was frozen last year, the ground. Yeah, so... So this year, uh, when I woke up and like she had holiday music going very quietly, which I was surprised by. She, I don't know. It was a Christmas movie. You had a wow. Christmas movie on I did. quiet, which I expected like, you know, I expected it to be like a, in a movie. You wake up and the music's just loud and roaring. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know my wife. She's ready to go. But also she knows me. I'm not in the morning. So she uh, she did a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit quieter, which was nice. Um, and I expected, I looked at her, I was like, have you started watching Christmas Vacation yet? And she's like, no, I was waiting on you. I put on a Hallmark no, movie. No, I, was like, I did not put right, on cool. a Hallmark movie. I put on. So my tradition when I was by myself, I would watch The Family Stone, Home Alone, and Elf. 
Now I've revamped it a little bit on decorating day for him. I watched the family stone perfect or first and he woke up perfectly at the end of it. So that was great timing. <laughs> then we did Christmas vacation elf. Um, we did the guardians of the galaxy Christmas special yep. home alone and then office Christmas party. Yeah. Now we're not going to get into any more on that. We're going to have an episode where we talk about our favorite Christmas movies. What is and is not a Christmas movie. All of that kind of stuff. Oh, but boy, yeah. that's what we did that day. And then so when he got up, it was time to start putting away boxes and put up the tree and every year. So I have a lot of ornaments. I have like all the special ornaments like first Christmas 2020 or for, you know, <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. First Christmas. And he's always like, well, this year has passed. Do we still have to put that up there? Do we still have to put up there that we move? This is our first Christmas in our house in 2020. That's over. Can we take that down? <laughs> so he's an idiot. We never have enough room for the ornaments yet. They somehow all make it on the yes. tree. And I then I it. have a couple packs of like filler ornaments for when it's done. This really pretty set of like shiny, like blue and sparkly blue and green and pink and red and all this stuff. And he's always like, we don't have enough room. We can't put them up. I'm stressed out. So I, I gave don't say him. I'm stressed yes, out. you do. I oh gave him. JC Penny back in the day had these like Christmas bells that were the 12 days of Christmas. And my mom had them. And then I don't know whatever happened to him. She must have given him away. And I found him at like a resale shop and I bought him. So I was like, here you go. Here's your first assignment. Just put these bells on. And then he's like, I don't know how to work these. This is confusing to me. I don't think I should have this job. Where do you want them? You didn't tell me where to put I, them. I'm like, we're decorating a tree. I'm not going to tell you where to put everything. I feel like if I put it on a limb, it was heavy enough. It was just going to fall and break. And you I was like, I don't, the limb up a I don't want to be responsible for, for breaking this They nice have strings on them. And he's like, I need hooks. I'm like, you're going to put a hook on the string? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, that's a thing that people do, man. No, you're insane. Anyway, my tree looks gorgeous. We have two strands of like two double strands of lights on there. We're going to go three next year. Oh, really, so it can be seen from space. Can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Got our candy canes and our soldiers and our um, Santa and reindeer outside. We've got like the 1980s plastic outdoor stuff. So. Yeah, we got those from your dad. That was cool. Yes, my dad he, gave them to cause us. Because he stopped putting those up, and he was like, oh, you guys can have this. And it's not the inflatable no, garbage. I am against it. No offense, but I hate that crap. Yeah, like I don't want inf I don't want no. I don't want it to look like an inflatable graveyard yeah, every day. And Christmas then I gotta, graveyard during the day. Yeah, and then I got to turn it on to blow these things up. Like, no, just give me the old school plastic that yep. they have in Christmas vacation, where he kicks the reindeer and I know. throws the sand. I'm always like, jealous because he has like eight reindeer. I know we have one, and my dad actually bought that. I'd say within the last five years, he yeah. found it like at Bronner's and got it. So I'm super grateful he gave me that because that's the only thing I would put up. What I really want too are the Noel candles. They're like red. Yeah. And they've got the yellow flame and they say Noel. So yeah. Facebook Marketplace had a few things that I was keeping an eye on. But we'll just see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I was glad it was nice outside. To, to I just only had to wear like I didn't have to wear a coat. I put oh on my a hoodie. Gosh. And a I was hat, barefoot. And I, I had my Ugg boots on and I was like, I'm sweating to death. So I took him off and I'm standing there barefoot and he's like, You're, there's salt all over. What are you doing? He had to go inside and get me shoes. Yeah. And I was still hot in those. I was like, you should have got me flops. Oh my gosh. I went to the grocery store yesterday and I wore flip flops. I had a long sleeve like tee and leggings and flip flops on. Yep, she is the uh, uh, walking example of a uh, white guy in shorts. That's my wife right now. That was man. Eric on my brother on Thanksgiving. <laughs> white guy but in shorts. <laughs> it was nice. Like the weather's just been nice. Today it's rainy. Today it's going to rain all day, and I think a cold front is moving in. But we had gorgeous weather for the holiday. It was beautiful. My sinuses will tell you something's happening out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it was gorgeous too, and I think it was good weather yesterday for a football game, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my, me, this, let me this tell year you. my husband is football husband. This is different, but L- let me tell you. So the Michigan, the University of Michigan Wolverines versus Ohio State Buckeyes. I believe it's the Ohio State. No, it oh, is not. I will never apologies. say that. And Ricky is vomiting right now if he's <laughs> listening because that's disgusting. Um, and that's why I hate him. That is that is that's the, why you hate Ricky. No, that's that's why I hate Ohio <laughs> State. Um, it started when I was a kid. I remember watching an NFL game and they do this thing on uh, Sunday Night Football where the players would uh, they stand in front of a camera before the game and they announce what college they're from right. and introduce themselves. Just the starting lineup. They do it with the defense and the offense. And um, one of the players was like the. Ohio State. And I remember sitting there as like an eight-year-old kid going, the audacity of that guy to think he's something. Wow. Like, what? You're no different than everybody. Like you And went, so I was Steven like, was, I was like, created. I was like, so you went to a un- you went to a university. Like, it's not the university. There's plenty of universities to go to across the country. And immediately it started my hatred for them. And then, of course, I started hating them more because I hated coaches and their attitudes and all that kind of stuff. But and you hate everyone and everything. I do hate a lot of things. But uh, the biggest rivalry in college football, the 118th uh, matchup uh, happened yesterday. Yeah. Michigan had not won in Ohio State Stadium in Columbus since uh, the year 2000. Yeah. Um, and uh, they put a shellacking on them yesterday. A shellacking. It was awesome. And what guess, a great game. And Steph, I learned a few more things. Just in, if you're listening, <laughs> I actually learned a few more football things yesterday. So oh my be gosh. proud. You started this ball rolling years ago. What a great game that was. Uh, I mean, it started off first half was a, a close game. Like they went into the half. Ohio State was only up by three points. And then, uh, you know, Michigan. Michigan had a rough time. Running the ball, had a really rough time in the first half, couldn't really get anything but passing. I mean, their quarterback, he was just – McCarthy was just killing it. The second half, they came out. Ohio State's defense was too tired from trying to stop that run, and their running back, who is their backup running back, it's not even their main running U of back. M's. Yeah, U of M's main running back is out injured. Oh, that's right. So they had their backup guy in, and he came out in the second half. He busted a 75-yard run yeah. and an 83-yard 83, 83, run, yeah. and it was like – you're not stopping this team That was now. cool to see, even for, like, not a big Ooh. football fan, just, like, seeing him tear down. And I'm like, where? No one's blocking him, and, like, no one's prepared to block him even after that first time. Like, yeah. they didn't have anyone in place. Like, he was just wide open. And so when I went to the U of M game, McCarthy, when he would throw, he threw overthrew his guys by about five yards. And there's a thing called throwing your receiver open, which means you toss it a little bit further ahead of them so that they got to stretch out to get it more and it's they're further away from the defender. Okay. And yesterday he was very successful in doing that. He wasn't yeah. throw, overthrowing them by five yards. He was overthrowing them by about a yard enough for them to get stretched out. And yeah. like he had three touchdown passes that were over 45 yards and he hadn't done that all year. And the announcer just kept talking about Harbaugh and how like they were like, everyone wanted to get rid of him during the pandemic. Yep. They wanted to kick him to the curb and like, look at him now. He turned it around and like, you know. And they beat Ohio State two years in a row. Yeah. Um, but man, what a great game. It that, was, was a good game. Man, even I it was thought so fun. It, even I was like entertained by the game, which I, was surprising. I was on the edge of the couch most of the game. Like I could not get comfortable and sit back because I was just like, man, they've got to win this game. If they don't win this game, like this is you it, it it this rivalry is the type of rivalry um they came into it eleven and oh, both teams. 
And they could literally come into the game 0-11. And if you don't win this game, yeah, your season is a complete flop. Yeah. Like, you can come into it 11-0. And I guarantee you, for Ohio State, for their fans, them losing this game – their season is a complete waste. They did not beat Michigan, and that's it's a, so crazy. That's how to they me treat how it. How rivalries are like. Yep, that I is how know. they treat it. Any Ohio State fan listening to this podcast right now, any fan listening to this podcast, I guarantee you they will agree with me. They didn't beat Michigan. Their season's a flop. That's like hilarious. that is crazy. LSU is the same way with the way they play Alabama. If they don't beat Alabama, their season's a flop. Like that's just the rivalry. Rivalries are funny. Like sports fans are funny. Like you're standing there basically shirtless in body paint. Like <laughs> even in the cold weather, like you could lose a nipple to frostbite. But if your team wins, then it's all worth it to be one nipple it. <laughs> one down one nipple. Hey, that's a story, man. That's a story. Yeah, that's something. But yeah, that's why I like college football so much more than the NFL. Every game matters and there's big rivalry games in which that stadium was loud, man. And then Michigan shut them up. Yeah. That was, oh, man, it was a great game. Great game for a Michigan fan. Great game it, it, in general for football. But, like, if you're a Michigan fan, it was a little bit more sweet. Yeah, for sure. I think you, like, woke up to watch that game. Yeah. I had gotten up early. I had a book I've been meaning to read. I don't know what kind of books you guys like to read out there, but there's one author I really love. Her name's Beatrice Williams. And she does, like, a lot of historical stuff, but, like, 40s 50s type of thing not like I, I can't get into like horse and buggy and victorian stuff but <laughs> i just finished a book of hers called our woman in moscow and it was fantastic it was really good um it takes place like during like the rise of communism and all that so like some things hit a little close to home for uh just all the stuff that we've had going on here but it was really good a good book i recommend it i recommend most things by her except for her first book just a little nod in there <laughs> That's what I did on my morning, and then I watched a football game. So yeah. it was a very Jessica morning and not a very Jessica afternoon. Yeah, because uh, we had some stuff in between, but we didn't really do much mm -hmm. in between. And then we went to your parents' house to watch the WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view. So which... I didn't get that break in wrestling yet, y'all. Woo! Boy, man, it was just a it was a great pay per view. Every match was awesome. Like it, it was good because every, of Roman Reigns. All of all of the talent uh, that that was on that pay per view were absolutely awesome. Every one of them were great. Yeah. Like even the ones I can't stand. Like I can't stand. Like I loved Ronda Rousey in the MMA. She was very uh, entertaining to watch, but she's not entertaining to watch as a wrestler. She's just not. She she you can tell she doesn't want to be out there. Like that's just her. It, it's well, on her face. She doesn't want to be there. Well, this and she's not entertaining, but. She's still talented and put on a good match with somebody who's really, really good in Shotzi Blackheart. The pay-per-view is called War Games. but it, this is It's called Survivor Series War Games. Yes, but it's the first time that there's been a war game in WWE, correct? It was, also, it was always in NXT. It was originally created by Dusty Rhodes in the 80s. Okay. Um, when it was part of NWA. Okay. And it made it through there. It eventually went to WCW. Um, if those of you that remember WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Um, and eventually, Vince bought WCW, and he owned the rights to it, and he never used it. And then Triple H used it with NXT in 2019 and used it a couple years in a row. Yeah. And Now um, that he's in charge of WWE, he had it on Survivor yes. Series. And he said in the press conference last night, I caught just a little bit of it, and he said that for him, he grew up watching Survivor Series, and he grew up watching War Games. And it's his two favorite pay-per-views his two favorite things and to put them together was just like a dream come true and how that all of the talent when 
he talked to the talent about doing it, they were just ecstatic to go out there and do something that they all watched as a kid in a combination. So what is War Games? What's the logistics of that match? So War Games is five on five. Um, it's a, it's two rings. It's a steel cage. The original with Dusty Rhodes, there was a top on the cage. WWE and NXT have never done the top on the cage, so there, literally there's no way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically they start with two people in the in the rings or in the cage. So two teams of five, right? Two, two teams yeah. of five. They start with two people in, in the cage. They have a five-minute time limit. After five minutes, uh, one team member uh, comes in from one team. And then three minutes later, another team member from the other team comes in. And they do that until all 10 people are in the ring. Once all 10 people are in, they ring the bell, and the match can end either pinfall or submission. After it's been going already for like 15 minutes. So that first person in there. It's funny. They do like an aerial shot, and it just looks like a mess in there. You've got like people laying there totally exhausted, knocked out, and then you've got people fighting. It's Those aerial shots were really cool. So they opened with a female... Uh, war games and they yes. close with a male war games. Yes, and generally when you do a match like this, you put in your workhorses first. You put in your your Bianca Belairs. Yes, you put in your people that have a huge, uh, they have better cardio than everybody, and they can and they they're they're gonna outlast and be able to be in there for an, for fifty minutes because the match lasts a good fifty minutes. So Bianca Belair is one of the big stars yep. of WWE, and she's on there. And her and her husband, who's also a star in WWE, have a new reality show coming to Hulu. And like, it is totally not me to want to watch like any of it, but I want to watch it because yeah. I honestly want to see what her like workouts are like, and I assume that's going to be on there, it's and like what be. her diet and stuff is. Because she's the most in-shape person I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Like, she's insane. And I'm like, I just want to watch it to see maybe she'll help motivate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm, ain't never even look like that, but. Yeah, I mean, like, she breathed and you could see her eight-pack yes, last night. It was, it was insane. insane. Like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, so they started they started that match, um, and that was that was really cool. Those ladies went all out. Her team won. Yep. Um, which was really cool. But uh, one of the uh, one of the gals on the other team, Eo uh, uh, Sky, did mm-hmm. a moonsault off the top of the cage, and yeah. it looked like Bianca might have tweaked her ankle because uh, she was limping the rest of the match, like noticeably, not yeah. trying to sell, like she was noticeably limping. Um, so hopefully she's not got anything so many people in there and so much going on and so many moving parts. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if people have little little bits here and there that are still affected today and when one of the new people comes into the match inevitably somebody goes under the ring and pulls out a table pulls out chairs pulls out garbage cans which how is why is this stuff magically under the ring but you know uh, storage you know kendo sticks i mean i use anything i can for storage so yeah so there's so much space under there yeah so um but yeah they they uh there ends up being a lot of chaos going on in there which is which is really fun and, and cool um, but that match was great. The match after that was AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And when I say, when I said workhorse earlier, there is, those two guys are top 10 in the world yeah. at being at their, at their talent. They are absolutely fantastic to watch. Like it's insane to me that AJ Styles has been there since 2016. Finn Balor has been a part of WWE since 2014, I think. And they've had two matches, two one-on-one matches. That's There's insane. There's a lot of guys though. I know, but those guys, those guys have a lot of history being in New Japan yeah. and like 
man, they're they are absolutely stellar. The two yeah. of them, they're so good at what they do. Um, we mentioned Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, and what was the other match? The other match was Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and Bobby they, Lashley is a beast, man. Dude, he's a beast. Like former military, but all three he of those guys are good, guy. and they're all. Um, very different in yes. their styles, in their looks, in their everything. So that was yeah. a cool matchup. Yeah, because Austin Theory looks like he should be going up on a stage with yeah. my cousin Adam and doing a uh, competition. Yeah, because he's just he's a physical and specimen. They, it's insane. They threw a swerve for the end of that one. They did, and it was great. Yeah, like it was a really good swerve. Um, I, like you had people in the crowd going, "Oh man, did that just happen?" Yeah, and your brother was like, "That's what you want. You yep. want that reaction." For sure. Um, and I, I saw a clip of him backstage. Once again, another thing on Instagram where he's walking by the camera and he just looks at the camera with the belt and he goes, cry about it. And I yeah. was like, I love it. He's nice. just he's going to have an attitude now. He's going to be cocky. I love it. It's great. And then the men's war games was the bloodline versus a Motley crew people yeah so uh Seamus uh oh yeah brawling brutes and a couple extras uh brawling brutes with KO and uh Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre and once again when I say they started with workhorses they started with Butch from one team and main event Jey Uso yeah. from the bloodline and if you know anything about wrestling or even are just on the outskirts you have heard about the bloodline and Roman Reigns and yeah. it Roman Reigns is Samoan and Jay and Jimmy are his cousins, and, and Solo Sokoa is his cousin, and they're all this faction in WWE. And then there's also Sami Zayn, this redheaded Irish guy. <laughs> no, Canadian. <Irish> Canadian <laughs> guy um, that's in the in the mix with them. And so there's, like, tension. Is he really going to be loyal? Is he not going to be loyal? Like, the storytelling and all the, you know, the wrestling, the talent, the skill is amazing. But that storytelling, too, of – is he going to turn on his friend that's on the other team? Like, what's he going to do? And how they, like, pulled all that off. It was, oh, my gosh. It was soap opera caliber worthy. It was like a violent soap opera it was, in a good way. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it, a compliment. You know, and it's 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 great because um, they've been telling this story for months with yeah. Sami Zayn. And, yeah. and, and, and <clears throat> the thing that separates WWE from everybody else is their ability to tell stories. No other company has been able to match them on telling yeah. stories. They just can't. It's it, I don't know. And I think their creative has gotten a boost since Triple H took over. Yes. And you know, it was getting maybe a little bit stale. Still, I mean, they're still always telling stories, but you can tell there's like some new blood in there. Yeah, and man, I love Sami Zayn. His ability his ability to sell with facial expressions. Um, and, and, you know, him and Jay having this animosity and like Jay never accepting him, thinking he's going to turn on him and all this kind of stuff. And then Sammy proves in the match that he's not going to turn on him. Nope. And he's loyal. And literally they've been building for months. Like Jay doesn't like Sammy has, has hated Sammy, can't stand Sammy. And then at the end of that match, like he's picking him up, hugging him. Yep. And it was great to see because it's yeah. like, yes, that's what we've been looking for. Like, finally. The crowd went nuts. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And they go off, you know, they go they go off camera, uh, you know, with the credits rolling or whatever. And you see the bloodline standing there and you got Roman with one arm around Jey Uso and the other arm around Sammy. And he just looks like a proud papa. Yeah. He and, does. It, and it's great, you know. He's just cheesing, showing his uh, his uh, dentures that uh, look uh, white as could be. Um, 
but yeah, it it was a great match. And once again, with the workhorses, Butch and Jay Uso are just absolutely insane yeah. workhorses. They they work they can work with anybody and do anything. Those yeah. guys are so that was good. A, that was a pretty good pay per view, I'll say. Yeah, a little length, a little late for my liking, but anything past ten is too late for me. But also at the same time, when it was over, your brother was like, "That pay per view was so good, and it was half the time of the last AEW pay per view." Yeah, and and we're you know, and wow, it's only eleven o'clock, and yeah. it's, and it's not twelve thirty. Yeah, so very true. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a good show. I, yeah. I I enjoyed that a lot. And then uh, and now we're podcasting. Yeah. So that's our that's our weekend. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. It was busy. It was good, but it was busy. But it's nice. Like, next week, I'm only working three days. So I'm working. You're I got to work four. four. Yeah. yeah. But I'm working three days. And then the week after that, we go to Tennessee. And we were planning on doing a little trip after Christmas. Like, so we're going to Tennessee for, like, seven days. And then his mom will be in that next week. Yeah. Like when we leave Tennessee on Wednesday, it'll be like, see you next week, Rebecca. Yeah. And then <laughs> we were going to go away for a few days at Christmas. And I was like, I just feel like, and it was more for me than anything, but I'm like, I just feel like we'll be go, go, go. And I took that time off and I want to relax. So I don't want to rush anything and I want to yeah. take time to relax. So, so we'll, I'm we'll, trying to take some days off, stay home, you know, be around the house. We're, I think we're going to go to the DIA yeah, that. and we got tickets to go to the immersive Van Gogh exhibit downtown, like the which I'm excited about. Yeah, and I want to see the Van Gogh exhibit at the DIA, so maybe yeah. a bit of Van Gogh, but yeah, check out a couple of breweries and just chill at home, play some cards and listen to vinyl, which we haven't been able to do. And I think, uh, I think before we do that, I'm going to show you the Doctor Who episode that that where they meet Van Gogh. Okay, it's, it's one of the best Doctor. It's it's one of the more memorable episodes of Doctor Who that I've ever seen and remember is when they meet yeah. Van Gogh. It's man, it's so cool. It's such a good episode. Um, so maybe we'll watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to some cards and vinyl. And one thing I'm surprised you don't have on vinyl yet is Midnights by Taylor Swift. Um, I don't because I didn't uh, mm, I like this album. We're so gonna, we're gonna I, talk about this yeah, album. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this album. I have taken notes on like every song on this album. We had meant to talk about this album like a couple weeks ago when it came out, and we've just been busy or talking about other stuff. And like, so I what we'll do is we'll talk about the album, we'll give some of our overall thoughts, and then we'll like talk a little bit of like the tracks. But I will say, so in her last few albums, it's been folklore, evermore, midnights. I like them in that order. Before we talk Midnight's, though, to delay us a little bit further, I want to mention about the, the Ticketmaster uh, ordeal. Yes. Ticketmaster's monopoly yes. that the government let them get, and now we're like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, so now they're like our Supreme Court is having a meeting about Live Nation being purchased by Ticketmaster. Because yeah. Ticketmaster, Taylor Swift, was like, are you guys going to be able to handle this? Now, they said yes. They said, yeah, we'll be able to handle ticket sales. This will be no problem. And not only did they say yes, they sent out pre-sale notifications. Which I got a code. And so they were like, we couldn't handle the capacity. And people are like, you couldn't handle the capacity to get the tickets for Taylor Swift when you invited people? I'm like, so it's like you invited me to your house for a party and you're like, sorry, no chair, no food, no drinks, nothing for you here. 
So I, I work in IT, and I can tell you. If any of you don't know what he's talking about, there was a huge issue with Ticketmaster and people being able to get tickets. There were queues that got stalled out. People's web browsers crashed because of it. Tickets with dynamic pricing were getting so expensive. Like it was just crazy. The app stopped working. People had to go to the web. Yes. Like it, it which. <clears throat> So like that happened to us when we tried to buy Luke Combs tickets, and this is like times a hundred for Taylor Swift. Yeah, and so if you if you're not aware of, of how it works, so generally your cell phone goes to a mobile version of the website. Um, it's not the same version that you would get on your computer, or it, if it is, it's a switched around version to where it'll work for your resolution on your phone or your iPad. Right, and you can see everything in yes. that one screen. So it's adjusted for that. Um, and so the mobile site crashed almost yeah. immediately. So there, there was a whole thing about people having to go buy it on. You had to go onto a computer yep. to get That's to that That's what happened website. with my Hamilton tickets. So I work in IT. And I can tell you from, from what I saw, from what I read, and what I've actually experienced and seen in my job, um, I can tell you that what happened, from my perspective, this is all my own speculation, um, is that the higher ups at Ticketmaster went, oh, yeah, we could support this, no problem, cool. And then the, the IT people went, I'm not sure we can do that yet. We don't have the infrastructure for that. We need to do this, this, and this. And the higher ups went, I don't care, do it anyways. And then it crashed. And I, because I've been a part of that. Yeah. I have been a part of that. It's happened in the last couple of years where the higher ups wanted something implemented and it's been absolutely nothing but problems because we were like, we're not ready for this. Yeah. We cannot support this. We don't know how to do this. We're not trained for this. We can't do it. And they went do it anyways, and then it caused things to crash. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, it's good to know that my company is not the only company that sometimes does stuff like that. But Ticketmaster on this is a global scale for public consumption. My company is not a global scale yeah. for public consumption. That just affects just our company, and that, you know, that sucks, and that hurts business. But Ticketmaster is affecting the world and over— it's like it's all you can do now that Ticketmaster yes. bought Live Nation. You know, Ticketmaster and Live Nation are the same thing. Apparently, and I didn't know this till over the summer, Ticketmaster owns StubHub as well because I bought some tickets or they're somehow doing something. I bought some tickets off StubHub for Marin Morris. And after we bought them, I was getting alerts on my phone that was like, tickets have been sent to your Ticketmaster account. And I'm like, I didn't buy anything on Ticketmaster. And I'm like, are they, yeah. is it this too? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. So, so that whole ordeal. So we, we did not buy tickets for the eras tour in which no. she's going to do something from every single one of her albums, which I think is very cool. Yeah. Uh, I very would have cool liked to have gone, but yes. I, you know, the, the cheapest ticket was in the nosebleeds, $320. There's no way I would ever spend my hard earned money on that. Like we've talked about, we bought, I think it, we spent about almost $300 on our rage tickets and that show got canceled. And I told him, I was like, we're probably not even going to be able to buy tickets when they go on sale again because I'm not paying more than that. Like, that was us splurging for great seats. It was $300 for two tickets. And now it would probably be double that. Dynamic pricing is... I don't know how that's legal. Now the government's like, oh, this merger with Live Nation should have never happened. Ticketmaster's basically a monopoly. We need to open an investigation into it. And it's like, first of all, then why did you guys let the merger happen? And like, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Great. Thank you. I, I like when uh, bands and artists go through AXS yeah. and TicketWeb because their fees are very cheap. 
Yeah. Um, and when I say cheap, I mean I think TicketWeb uh, generally their ticket fees are like ten bucks a piece, yeah. which I can handle that. Well, Kip Moore does. Um, um Kip Moore goes through TicketWeb. Yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah, we bought tickets there, and our ticket. Oh, actually, he's AXS. Is he AXS? Yeah. Yeah, and the fees on those are like ten bucks. Yeah. Which yep. is what it should be. Yeah. Like I that's know. insane. It's insane. Um, it's insane to me when I'm like, all right, we're getting these tickets. They're forty dollars each, and then it's like one hundred and eighty dollars for the final profit or the final checkout. Yeah, it's insane. So, but in regards to Midnight's, yes, it's a good album. It At, is a good album. She said that she enjoys Folklore first, then Evermore, then Midnight's. I am in the opposite order. I like Evermore first. Oh. Then I like folklore. Then I like okay. midnight. That's not the complete opposite. Not, I was like midnight's first. Who mid- is this man? Where's my husband? No, midnight's. Uh, midnight's is a good album. I, I noticed right off the bat that it has an '80s soundtrack vibe to it. And I feel like to piggyback off that a little bit, it's. Um, I hear that too. It's very. And you mentioned this. She has a song called Mirrorball yeah. on folklore. Yeah. And it's very much sounding like that. It has a very mellow like. ASMR feel to me if anyone doesn't know what that is it's autonomous sensory meridian response it's like that goosebumpy response you get to like soft breathy sounds and stuff like that yeah it sounds very much like that um and there's a song on it I don't know which one it is we'll talk about it where she doesn't have someone on it with her she fluctuates her voice range to sound like there's a guy on it yeah. And I've got it in my notes here, but mainly it made me miss Bon Iver because she has a song on Folklore and Evermore with Bon Iver. And I wished that instead of her voice doing that, it was Bon Iver. Yeah, that would have been cool if it was Bon Iver because Bon Iver's really, really has a really great voice. Yes. He's got a great range. He's and got an interesting like, oh, high range and an interesting low range. They've done that like, you know, together. They've done those songs. So I thought that would be cool. But um, there is a song that's on Midnight Rain. Yeah, uh, there is a song that is, uh, I, I will say this once, uh, we, we don't curse on this podcast, but there is a song that has a curse word in it, and it's called Vigilante Shit. Oh my gosh. From now on, we will refer to it as Vigilante, so that I don't have to mark our yeah. podcast as explicit. But Vigilante is my favorite song on the album. Yep. I absolutely love it. There's a line on it about drawing on a cat's eye sharp enough to kill. And that just blew my mind. It's like about getting ready. Like it makes me think of when me and one of my close friends used to live basically on top of each other, next door to each other. And we would get ready to go out at night and we'd get all dolled up and put on our makeup. And it just has that vibe of like just taking out the town. And then Vigilante, you all know I am a huge fan of Vigilante Justice. So... (laughs) Um, that song is... Uh, That's a story song, and she always yeah. has a story song, and I love it. So I listened to the album all the way through four times, and that song was my favorite in my list of top three songs that I picked out each time. I had a different list each time, but that song landed on my list each time of like, man, this song is really good. Uh, she mentioned Midnight Rain. I like that. I do like the single Antihero. I think it's very cool. The music video has uh, Mike Briglia in it, yeah, uh, which was cool because he put po- he posted and I was like, "What is this?" And it's like a behind the scenes of him and Taylor Swift. And I was like, "How did this even happen? This is crazy." Antihero has a song I love or a line I love that talks about being older but not wiser, and a line I don't love that talks about um, sometimes I feel like everyone's a sexy baby and I'm 
a monster on a hill. Yeah. And I, the sexy baby thing, I don't care for. I feel like that's weird. <laughs> Everyone's dissecting like, oh, it means this or is a reference to this. And I'm like, all I know is sexy and baby should not be in the same sentence like that. So she wrote a song on there called Lavender Haze. Um, and I was like, what does this even mean? It's hazy. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I found I found an interview uh, where she talks about it, and she said she happened upon the phrase from watching Mad Men. Oh. And uh, she looked it up because she thought it was cool. Um, it turns out it was a common phrase that was used in the 50s where they would just describe being in love. Oh. So it's about her and her boyfriend. Oh. Um, and she's like, Lavender Hayes. Uh, like if you were in Lavender Haze, that meant you were in an all-encompassing love glow and thought uh, that was really beautiful. Oh, babe, we're in Lavender Haze. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. She goes, so I guess theoretically when you're in a Lavender Haze, you'll do anything to stay there and not let people bring you down and off that cloud. I think a lot of people have to deal with this now, not just public figures, because we live in an era of social media. If the world finds out that you're in love with somebody they're going to weigh in on it. Yeah, that's um, true. And then she says this, and this is the part that I really, it really stuck with me, was we've had to dodge a lot of weird rumors about tabloids and stuff. We just ignore it. The song is sort of about the act of ignoring that stuff to protect the real stuff. Yeah, I like that. And I was that. like, all right, I can get that's behind cool. that. And she's got a lot of like color in it. She's got, she talks about lavender, maroon, crimson, yep. like fire, like a lot of like red themes in there. Yes. Um, she has two extra songs that are three extra songs. Yeah, one I have not even heard because you have to buy the Target CD to get it. You can't even get it on Apple. You have to buy the physical album. So we're in a time in which everything is digital, and I part of me respects it. Part of me got really mad about it. Literally couldn't find it anywhere digitally. Yeah. Like I found it on YouTube to listen to, and I found it on somebody's SoundCloud. They uploaded it to listen to, but there was no way to what like download it. What makes me mad is like if you bought that album on iTunes, like the majority of people did, and you wanted that song, you then had to buy the album again on Target to yep. get that. And it's like she came out with a regular edition, an extra song edition, the Target edition. I'm like, come on. And she's doing that stupid clock thing with the four vinyls I've talked about before. If you buy four different vinyls, you can set them up like a clock. Yep. Oh, Taylor. So uh, one of the extra songs is called Hits Different, and that's a completely different song that's not a part of the already 20 songs. Yeah. Um, if you get the deluxe, you get the uh, 20 songs. Um, then she had a strings version of You're On Your Own, Kid, which is a great song. I really like the strings version. But then she did a piano version of Sweet Nothing. And Sweet Nothing is one of my favorite songs. The yeah, vibe on that like song that. is so cool. I actually think the piano version is better than the regular version because it's just her and a piano and you might get some like synth stuff in the background maybe a little bit. But like it's just mainly. And just... that's done with her boyfriend. Yeah. 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 So uh, very cool. But I'd have to say that out of out of everything on my fourth listen, Sweet Nothing was my was my number one song that I picked. I really liked it a lot. Also, I really liked the groove for the song Glitch. It has a great groove to it. Vigilante was from first listen my favorite. Like the three like I listened to it sort of in the background and the three ones that immediately stuck out to me were Lavender Haze, Vigilante, and Mastermind. 
I really liked Mastermind. Mastermind. Mastermind made me think of you. Mastermind <laughs> I've picked up on a couple more times. We heard it in the car yeah. on the way to your parents yesterday, and I've just I've been like, man, this is actually a good song. It's growing on me. So, but I got it's twenty three tracks. If you get the Target yeah. version, that's a lot to ingest. Right. Um, and that's why I listened to it like four times all the way through on four different days. And it was like trying, like while I'm working and trying to uh, ingest it. Um, so, yeah. That- I like it. I recommend it. And I say, like, uh, if you like all of her stuff, like, I feel like Midnight's is a culmination of everything she's done before. I think it takes the very pop. I think it takes the folklore evermore vibe. And I think it sort of is an amalgam of all of her stuff to like a very like grown up version of Taylor. Like folklore and evermore will always be my favorite albums from her because I just love that folk feel. And I was hoping Midnight's would be in that same vein. And although it's not, it still has the growth and adult lyrical content I guess that those two albums had does that make sense yeah like for me I feel like it's if it's as if she took that Taylor and was like oh I want to do pop again now that I'm this Taylor and see what that sounds like and it's more of a it it's like a it's like a soft pop yeah agree it's not heavy like Um, the ASMR like I'm talking about like it's very like breathy very just you know I don't know. It's it's a mood, for sure. Yeah, I I definitely wish there had been more guitars on the album, which hits different. That's what you always say about everything. I say that because I'm a guitar. I player. love a we. There's a Weezer album that I love. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay human. human. And he's like, well, it's good, but there's no guitars on it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they were able to do that. Um, the the song hits different. That's the uh, Target uh, bonus song is a song that starts off you hear guitar right off the bat. Yeah. Um and I and I appreciate that. Is it, I don't know, just me as a guitar player when when someone completely changes their sound and goes a completely different direction or completely removes an instrument, I'm like, "Oh boy, that's is this and is see, tough for me." And see, I don't hear it. Like if you if I didn't know from you that there was no guitar, I would just assume. Well, there is some, but there, I There is, I but would it's just... not in folklore and evermore, she had acoustic guitar. Yeah, she had obvious, uh, unaffected, not used sound effects guitars. Yeah, clean guitar, I guess I could say. Uh, whereas on this album, you don't really hear a clean guitar sound, and that's yeah. that's the one thing that I'm like, man, I, I, I wish this had because, like I said, the strings version of of the um, what is it? Uh, what was the last track I said? Sweet Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all piano. I actually like that. Yeah. It's more broken down. There's less There's less going on. There's yeah. less distraction in the song. Um, and I, 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 found, I found that to be, uh, I found that I like that version of the song better than most of the rest of the album outside of Vig- Vigilante. Yeah. Vigil- I, Vigilante was so clever. Um, that, and I want to listen to that now. Yeah. Now, now when we're done. And I think that's that. track number seven on the album. So it takes a minute to get there. But when you get there, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's oh, a good one. Oh, this is what we're doing now. I'm in. I like it's it. Like, I like cool. the album. I I loved that Folklore Evermore vibe, though. That that was, for me, where I'm at in my life. But I like Midnight's. I will keep listening to it. It's a good album. I'm sure Stephen will have us get it on vinyl. Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, and but I I rec- listen to it. Tell me what you think. Like, if you are a Taylor Swift fan or you're familiar with her music and the evolution of her, like, give us a feedback. Tell us what you think. Even my buddy Jared was like, you know, I've been listening to this in the car because the girls want to hear Taylor Swift, and he's like, I'm not. He's like, I don't think I'm ready to listen to it on on my own yet. He's like, but it doesn't sound too bad. And I'm like, it's yeah. the last three albums have been good. Like, yeah. it's not. I agree. It's not pop country. Taylor no. Swift, which I enjoy, no more. She but is, not as much. She as has I evolved from teardrops on my guitar, for sure. And <laughs> not that that was necessarily bad for the time, for who she was, for what it was. It was good, and she's always been a singer songwriter. So whatever mm-hmm. it is, you always can applaud the fact that she is doing it, and she is writing it, and she is playing it, and it's about her. But you know, it's just now I feel like, you know, she's all grown up and this is the music she's doing. And for me as a 40 year old woman, I can much more relate to that than I can, you know, white horse. I will say, um, about her. So she obviously has released versions of her album that say Taylor's version, um, in which she has gone into the studio to re-record some of her old albums. And, um, she's done that because of a lawsuit in which she lost the rights to all of her original music because a guy that thought he was going to be a genius bought her music and then refused to sell it back to her because he bought the company that owned the small record label that owned her music. Um, and you guys can read about that online. It's absolutely insane. This guy's, this guy's stupid and literally has said in an interview that he regrets his decision because he's an idiot because she's turned around and basically at least three of her old albums have made almost nobody care about them anymore because she's re-recorded them. Yeah, exactly. And released them. But, uh, I will say this, she has been a singer songwriter from the get go, from the start. Yep. She has written her own music from the start, and that is what I respect most about her. You can say whatever you want about her, but she is talented. Yes. She also didn't want her music on Apple Music to begin with because Apple Music wasn't paying the artist enough. And she went, no, you're not putting my music on there until you start paying us all more money. Yep. And they had to start paying more money. You can read about that too. Like, and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, Taylor Swift can afford to do, can afford to put her music on there because she's already rich." And it's like that's not the point. She remembers what it's like to be a small artist and not make any money. Yeah, she didn't forget where she came from. She knows yeah. there's a lot of artists out there that that their music's going to get streamed and Apple's going to take all the money. And she's like, "No, that's yeah. not how this works." So I'm waiting for the day when. She goes, I'm not selling my tickets to Ticketmaster. I'm selling them on my website. Yeah, I hope that comes for her next tour because if not, I've got no chance of seeing her. Because she changed the game with Apple Music and got more pay for artists. It may not be a ton, but she got some more pay for artists and this whole Ticketmaster thing. And I hope that she's able to change the game on that because there's nobody. I mean, you might could say a handful of artists are as big as her that can say something and everybody goes, oh, boy. Yeah. No, she has a lot of power, so I hope she wields it to help the fans. Yeah. I mean, you have her and you have Beyonce, and that's... Yeah. When oh, no- she surpassed Beyonce. Yeah. But when those, two, when those two artists say something, though... Yeah. It's like everybody stops, like record skip. Yeah. And we got to listen. So, uh, and speaking of got to listen... You got to listen to the album to yes, see see definitely. what your how you feel about it. Yep. But Let we us enjoy know what it. You think? Yeah, and thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, 
Um, any platform for streaming your podcast, like, listen, subscribe, yep. leave us reviews, all that jazz. Drop us some feedback on our social media. We will always respond. Yep. So, you know, hope you guys have a good week. Yeah, I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all.